Sit back, relax. It's a musical chat. We can all get along if we just sing this song. This versus that. Hello, and welcome back into another edition of This versus That, where we break down uh, some groups, some music, some songs, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. This is your host, Michael Leopold. Thank you, sir. And that is your host, Bill Fornes. Hey, welcome into another one. This is going to be a lighthearted, a very, a very fun one where we took some hair bands of the 1980s and their ballads, their big ballads that that hit. Most of them were like love song ballads. A lot of Aquanet. So right, there was Aquanet. a lot of Aquanet going on. <laughs> some uh, some wailing guitar solos, and. Um, and then the softer side. And then the softer, Pink Floyd, gentler side of Queensryche. All these hair bands always had to have the, <laughs> the softer side, the, the, the slow dance, where you could dance with the girl with your hands in her pockets. You absolutely jeans. know there was a producer in the studio going, what is your song going to be? What's your ballad? Did, have you started working on it? Because I guarantee <laughs> that, was, that was a conversation. Was a part of the formula. Uh, so let's see, what did we tee it up with? Um, Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home. Or Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive. Right on. So, first of all, I have, and I think most boys, and I'm going back to my boyhood, have that um, kind of heavy metal gearhead in them that, mm. that, you know, just want to party a little bit. You might not want to show that to some <laughs> of the girls. Some of the girls you do. But, uh, you know, for me... You know, I could always turn on a crew song when I'm hanging with the boys and 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 turn it up and and have a good time and and blow it out. You know, that was definitely party music for me. So when the ballads came, I mean, all you're thinking about then is making out. You know, mm. a, a good hairband ballad, whether it be you know back in the day of April Wine or whatever. You know, that's always what you were looking for at the at the high school dance, you know, and, and these were the bands that seemed to know exactly what you were thinking. Uh -huh. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go on this one. I, I got to say for sure Bon Jovi for me. Dead or Alive is actually, I think, a great song. My favorite version is the acoustic version of that one that right. he does with Samboro. It is it, it brings out what I think is the best of that song. And I always like a little cowboy, you know, in, in my uh, rock and roll. So yeah. I, I easily other songs I would go crew. But on, on the ballad, these two head up. I got to go with John Bon Jovi. Who won? I think this matchup. Motley Crue won by a little bit, just by a touch. It was it was a pretty tight match. Um, I like. So Tommy Lee, the drummer of Motley Crue, wrote the piano intro yeah. for Home Sweet Home. I dig that. At the same point, and this is why I put these two songs together, is because you have the iconic, as soon as you hear Richie Sambora's 12-string ovation guitar come in with that uh, that that guitar yeah. lick, yeah. that opening, yeah. you know exactly what that is, right? And that's for what sure. I like about both of them. You know exactly. Uh, you know, remember that game show or whatever? I can name that tune and whatever. Yeah. That's it, right? Like on either one of those, most most of the folks anywhere within our age group is going to know that. So anyway, Vince Neil is yeah. that classic 
Yeah. Yeah. Hard no, he's got the class. He's got the shriek. He's got that. He still brings that to the softer song. And so that's what made me kind of waffle a little bit. But but I just like Bon Jovi better overall. Right. Yeah. I think both of the songs were very similar. In their, I, I, I like them both equally. My wife would kill me. So here's the thing. And she is always going to say Dawn's bon Jovi. not here. I know. You know. She's not here, but I got to live with her. So, And, and here's, here's the deal. And it's a cool story. Uh, her sister, um, my sister-in-law, her older sister, Tammy, won an MTV contest in like 1986. And in a limousine, who pulls up to their house in Belleville, Illinois, but Bon Jovi. Oh. They went out to dinner. Wow! And then they took they took her in their limousine to the concert, drove her home. I mean, so you could imagine, right? Like that, the whole family's like, Sounds "Yeah, a fine looking man." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they they were just in awe that this band came to their house, except for Dawn's dad. He is working in the garage, going, "What are these? Who are these girls here?" <laughs> 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 Well, you know, <laughs> John did tease his hair quite a bit back then oh, before, he, before he went <laughs> and short. And the long fringe jacket yeah. oh, and stuff. Yeah. And the boots. Yeah. That. How cute. <laughs> <laughs> Very Jersey. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, so I guess, ah, man, I don't know. I like them both equal. I like them both equal. I, got, I, I, can't, I can't really choose. I, I like them both for different. All right. Fair different, enough. Different kind of reasons. All right. We won't hold it against you. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> it this is. All right, the next one we got Queensryche's Silent Lucidity or Metallica's One. First of all, I got to say just out of the gate, I love an umlaut in a band name. I love the German two dots that change the sound of the letter that's sitting over. So I got to give Queensryche pretty, big props pretty good there. for an umlaut. That, that's, <laughs> that, 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 nothing says heavy metal like an umlaut, right? right? <laughs> Crew's got one. There's, there's others, you know. But... Uh, for silent lucidity when i listen to that song it i think you and i were talking about this it doesn't sound anything like a Queensryche song where nope. like we were just talking about bon jovi and and um motley crew that song sounded like a motley crew song it, it was right in line with their their genre their right. style their sound same with bon jovi right 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 yep. Queensryche, it's like this guy was channeling roger waters all of a sudden right. in silent lucidity and and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, obviously, Roger's a successful songwriter and, and musician, yep. and, and Pink Floyd is amazing. Right. But I think you got to try to stay in your voice. And so that one, yeah. they kind of lost me on, on, on that one. And so Metallica, on the other hand, I thought one from the opening sound sounded just like Metallica. Now, mm. definitely later in their game, you know, or um, at a at for some fans of Metallica at a crossroads that I think you'll go into maybe a little more. But I like this song. You know, yeah. I I think that this is an easy winner over Queensrÿche in this matchup. Yeah, and the cool thing is, and I and I don't know who it was who said that they saw Queensrÿche open for Metallica. Someone I, I think yeah. someone it was in, on, in my group. Yeah, someone mentioned it, and I did first too. Thing I, Matt Reedy. First time I Matt saw Reedy, Metallica yeah. was in '88, and Queensrÿche was the at opener. the Keel Auditorium. Me too, and what an awesome show! And here's the thing: so that's before Silent Lucidity had come out. Yeah, Queensrÿche played an entire concept album called Operation Mind Crime, which is just a really cool. A concept album so he's into concepts right so we kind of know right. what's going to happen here in the future he writes this song that maybe could have gone on the wall 
Right. Well, no, that's a good point. So if his idol or hero is a, a band like Pink Floyd or we, Roger Waters, you can see the natural inclination. I, th- I think he was into that thing. And that's a, it's a great album. And Metallica, um, you know, they do one. They it, This is the first time that they ever do a video. And some folks um, maybe didn't like that idea. They became commercialized. Then the next album blows up and it becomes their biggest record ever, the Black Album. So there's a lot of folks who think that Metallica sold out right at this point, um, you know, because musicians shouldn't make any money. <laughs> right. They should toil in obscurity, right? <laughs> playing in a four-water flat in a, in a garage right. somewhere. Forever. Right. right. Forever. A die on your right. sword. Please, sir, yes. if you really love your music. You Do know. not sell out. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, and I... I and. One, to me, is a very interesting lyrical song uh, based off a movie called Johnny's Got His Gun, a 1950s movie about a guy in the war who got his arms and legs blown off. Oh, wow. And it's called... I did not know that. Right. And so he's laying there in the bed, and it goes through his thoughts in the movie and that sort of thing. Interesting film and a great subject for a song. I mean, um, and they, you know, the ending of it just blows up. It's one for me, for sure. And the audience, yeah, I mean, 10 to 1, it was one over Silent Metallica is is... In that genre of music, and 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 they're more than a hair band, slightly. You know what I mean? They they got yeah, a little they, something. They created a a a, a pathway for yeah. thrash metal, bands, and basically. and really, yeah, a sound that was like no other. And they 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 really um brought something that 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 everybody appreciated. I mean, even Sir Elton John. You know, he's playing on the, on that that cover album they've got for Metallica that's coming out the fortieth yeah, right. anniversary or thirtieth anniversary. I forget, but he talks about those guys and how beautiful their songs are the melodies he's like the melodies in in the metallica songs and he was just with them on a show i I, it may have been um howard stern Mm -hmm. and uh he was just gushing about these guys and these guys were i mean they were like overwhelmed that elton john was giving them so much props you know it it was really cool i think they were more than just a hard yeah i agree They, they just had other elements and they were able to bring them in and and that's you know that's yeah. why they're still talent. going where they are. Just yes, talent. Too. All right. So next up we had, um, <clears throat> poison. Brett Michaels. Every rose has its thorn, or Guns and Roses' whistling, whimsical number. Patience. <laughs> you had to have a lot of patience to get you through the it. intro. <laughs> I mean that song. <laughs> I was listening to that freaking whistle and waiting for that song to kick off. And it kept going He's and a whistler, going. Man. And I, you know, you, you start to think, when have I heard whistling in other songs? And I know I have. And, and sitting on the and, dock of the bay, maybe. Right. But, it's, but that's at the end, didn't it? And uh, <laughs> I mean, there are some there is some whistling going on, but I'd never remember that much whistling. And to the point where I go, I don't even know that I like whistling in, in, in a song. So so thank you, Axel, for taking me there to where to where you really push me over to Brett Michaels and Poison, giving them a real shot for every rose is a thorn. And I cannot hear every rose has its thorn without thinking of the Dave Chappelle show anymore, where he's doing the whole rock and roll experiment with John Mayer walking into a, a big room of white people and playing the guitar and watching them all dance and then doing the same thing in a room full of black people. 
and watch them do nothing. <laughs> and then adding a drum and then everybody dancing. And they go walking out after their experiment's over. They go outside and they got these two cops out there. One's white, one's black. And they start singing every rose. He starts playing Every Rose Has a Thorn. And the black cop just starts singing. He goes, I grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> and I'm just laughing so hard. So this one for me is like a complete comedy fest. Yeah. And I'm going poison. <laughs> oh, I know it's horrible. It's horrible. I know. I know. I don't I like just, Brett Michaels. I know, but that whistling, that whistling, just <laughs> took me whistling. right out of the game. Oh my god! I'm gonna create you a mixtape, and I'll take the whistling <laughs> out. We'll get right to get it. Right to the song. And you'll that be like, help. "Oh, hey, this is right. a great tune." Yeah, I'm. I'm. I can't. I gotta go. Patience. I. So a lot. I can remember uh, back when when that came out. Every rose has its thorn. I mean, I remember when they both came out, but. Every rose has a storm. I mean, every girl was just like, oh, he's listening to the guy on the radio, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's no, so bad, this right? is bad. Yeah, like, it is bad. This is not good, you right. know, and not that patience is some great number, but at the same time. So I, I remembered. So wasn't that like an acoustic EP that comes out after the big appetite for destruction, which was gritty, growly, all these, you know. Uh, big guitars and uh, his, and then he came out and did that. And did it straight. You I know, mean, it he, was really cool. He, he did it straight. The, you know, it definitely wasn't in his Axel persona. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, jo- it, Joe Leroy. I'm sorry. I got, <laughs> yeah. hold on. He says, every rose, because I cringe when I hear Axel whistle. <laughs> <laughs> so I got so somebody with me. I there got somebody with got, me. I mean, the whistling is just a problem. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Barr says every rose, but I mostly don't care. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you on that too. I at these days I mostly don't care. But hey, if you if you go back to in 1987 or whatever this is, and I'm like, yeah, I mean these are very relevant, you right. know. Like, How about Campanella coming back with the lesser of two evils? <laughs> I'd have to go with patience. But then he throws us this. Check out Chris Cornell's cover of that one, better than the original. So I might have to, I might like that song. Maybe Chris right. doesn't whistle. <laughs> if he does, is it is it an automatic shut off? Right, I'm not listening. No, I don't I know. Can't. It might Did just, you whistle? If Chris whistles, maybe he does <laughs> it just as, to turn the knife a little bit. You know, I can whistle better than you, Axel. I whistle better than you. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Yeah, patience blew it out of the water. Uh, I don't know if I'd said that already, but yeah. uh, yep, patience won. Next, <clears throat> we got extremes, more than words, or Tesla's. Love song. Who won? That's what I want to know. I got to believe, I think, more than words won this one. Oh, no. No? No. I mean, right. like 10 to 1. It was Tesla. It was Tesla. You got to be kidding me. It was Tesla's me. love That's song. That's so yeah. funny. I I had never heard that song, so I had to go listen to it. You never to, heard Love Song? No, by really? Tesla. No, in okay. fact, I was listening to it, and and... I turned on extreme right after yeah, about halfway through the song. Just so I, and, and look, I do not like extreme. That song was overcooked on that, the radio. Yeah, it you, was everywhere. It sure was. You couldn't get away from it. MTV was still big then, and they played those guys. They remember were that all, video? Of the, yes. They're sitting on the stools. Yes. Uh, I remember. Oh, oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was it 1989? I think. Right. So it, it was probably when they were coming up with MTV Unplugged and you know all this acoustic set. So there, there are a couple of stools, you know, yeah. harmonizing. Now look, they can sing. You got it. You know yeah. the, the harmonies were fantastic and that's what makes me like that song and it's definitely got a hook 
you know, there, there's definitely a hook there. I, I was never a Tesla fan, so it's probably not even fair this matchup for me because I was not able to give them a real, real, you know, listen to give it fair. I just jumped to what I knew in this case. So, okay. you know, that, I'm going to go with whatever you go with here. Because you, my friend, are a heavy metal god uh, from when you were a young man. I know that <laughs> was the big, the big well, influence. It was. Yeah. It was. I mean, uh, so I'll say that, uh, so I'm a huge Nuno Betancourt fan, which is the guitar player singing those backup vocals on More Than Words. And all their other music, I mean, the guitar is just phenomenal. I mean, um, and he's still around. I don't think the band performs much anymore, but... He's still out there performing and giving clinics and stuff, but I mean his his writing on on those albums were fantastic. So and and I like that song better. I mean just constructually, I know it was overplayed for sure. Constructually, I like it better. At the same time, uh, a a a song and I like Tesla, but even does it stand the test of time? If you go listen to them perform now, especially that song, he can't sing like that now. But more than words. Those guys, and there is some footage of not too long ago, maybe 2015 or so, <clears throat> that I looked up, and it sounded great. They sounded, it, it sounded better. Those than, fellows looked like they took better care of themselves. I think they <laughs> may have took better care yeah, of themselves. Yeah, they, they, they looked like that they knew their, their voices were important, and they didn't overdo it with the smoking and the, I think they and the carousing. Yeah. yeah. All right, and then uh, lastly, we had Skid Rose. I remember you. Or Cinderella's You Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But I, I did it anyway. Yeah, I, I, I'm without a doubt Cinderella on that one. I, my, I had some friends that were totally into Cinderella, and, and I heard that song plenty in the backseat of cars. Um, not, not so much uh, the, uh, their, their, their foe in this one, but uh, I, I definitely... Uh, had uh, a bunch of friends that were uh, on my soccer team that were completely into all the heavy metal bands. I mean, it, it was funny because we, a, a, as a group of guys, we all hung out, we all liked each other, but there was a musical taste. And when we were traveling on a bus together, that's how we divided up. Who listened to the metal? Who listened to, like, right. Tears for Fears and, and, and stuff like that? that? That was more my lane, you know? Uh-huh. It was it was just funny how... how um, soccer teams split up and i mean guys wearing their favorite heavy metal t-shirt underneath their jersey you know that was their lucky t-shirt they were you know motorhead motley crew cinderella it was all docking that was a big one those t's were a big deal yeah they were they had a lot to do with identity back then right on sure do who'd you pick i picked uh um cinderella cinderella okay i'm um man I, i definitely for just the quintessential Hairband ballad, I gotta go Skid Row. Sebastian Bach's vocal, I mean, huge. great name by the way. It's Skid Row, yeah. And, and they name. had some pretty good music. I mean, the first and second albums were were decent. Had some good songs. Eighteen in Life was actually, I thought, a cooler uh, song, ballad song than I Remember You. It was uh, still a little cliche in in what it what it was, you know. But it was always, you know, if you had a breakup. These were the songs you kind of went to and you would sit with, <laughs> right, right? Right. I remember you. But 18 in Life had this edge, you know, the guy, you know, fired his six shot to the wind or whatever, and he ends up going to jail, and that's his buddy. 
I don't know. I like the I like the cooler content sort of songs, but I, I'm definitely going to go with Skid Row. Uh, All right. On that. Well, dude, I, you All definitely right. have more clout and more uh, credibility in this I, genre, but I don't have it that. was a lot of fun. That's a fun one. It, it was a lot of fun because that's a great thing about music is there's room for everybody yeah. under the umbrella. You know, there is no right or wrong. There is no, you know, one better than the other. It's whatever speaks to you, you know, and then it tells a story, you know, even with these bands, some of them I remember you know exactly where I was at that time in my life, even though that that's not my song, right? You know, or it takes me to the Chappelle show, <laughs> right? Know, right, like right. That, it's right. always going to take you somewhere, exactly. That's hey, the beauty of it. Thanks a lot, folks, for tuning in again for TVT or this versus that. That. So Join come us. back and catch yeah. us on Spotify. Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Make sure you subscribe to Spotify. Thank you for that, Bill. And don't forget to check us out either on Facebook or uh, Anchor is another place where Anchor, you can listen. And YouTube, then YouTube. And subscribe to YouTube. Hit like. Hit that thumbs up button if you got one of those on any of these pages. You know, it, it helps. We like it. And it doesn't take much to go from like to love. To love. Hey, and put your comments in there. We like it. I mean, we saw a lot of people comment this week that they didn't like any of this stuff. I, I saw words like barf, ick, ook, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. And that's okay. Exactly. You know what? Uh, and tell us why. Tell us why for sure. But hopefully we next week you'll be seeing something that you do like that you will have a lot to say. And that's the beauty of it, too. Everybody's going to get a turn because there there's not going to be anything we don't leave unturned. You know, we're, we're going to look at just about any genre you can imagine eventually. We're going to look at what you like and what you don't. All right. <laughs> Adios. Adios. <laughs> this versus that. This versus that. Sit back, relax. It's a musical chat. We can all get along if we just sing this song. This versus that.